to the J Train Podcast. That's right. Mondays and Thursdays, we get you tapping your toes, moving those hips, going around the dance floor with your emails, your stories, your questions. And I say it every week, this is like the end of the movie where everything, right, wrongs have been righted, friendships have been formed. You found the love of your life. You're at your daughter's wedding. You're on the dance floor. There's gray in your hair. And you're looking at that beautiful man or woman in your life. And you're dancing, looking into their eyes. And you're realizing life is pretty good. Life is pretty grand. That's why you come to the J Train Podcast. Your emails, your stories, your questions to look into the older, worn eyes of a partner's face and say, I love you. And I love you too. All of you individually, all the listeners. And keep telling your friends, your coworkers, your brothers, your sisters, your mamas, your papas. Give them. That virtual twirl on the dance floor with a little bit of J-Train podcast mixed in. Share it from the rooftops. We're here. And listen, some of you are on YouTube. Hello, YouTube land. YouTube, get on YouTube. Subscribe. I got my boy Shelby on the ones and twos. He's back, baby. Back in a big way. In a huge way. Shelby running the ones and twos. How are you, Shelby? What's going on with you? Uh, just uh, pretty flustered. My mic stand broke right before we started. Yeah, you were having some trouble. I put it in a But now candle. you're back. Oh, it's in a candle. Look it. You're a regular podcast MacGyver. I love it. Shelby's here. Glad to have him back. It's He'll nice be playing be us the sounds. It's good to have you, the the Elon Musk of podcasting, the the, the Bezos of podcasting. It's it, you've built quite an empire, Shelby. I do not want to be compared to those two gentlemen. Oh, <laughs> forgot Shelby delves into politics sometimes, so that's okay. You know it's with love, and now I love all of you. I, I just want you all to know we're doing. In addition to this podcast, there's Patreon, Patreon, patreon.com slash Jared Freed. We're doing three extra podcasts a week for five bucks a month. That's what we call a deal, right, Shelby? You can't get a better deal on the streets, in a catalog, nowhere. Nowhere, nowhere. Only here, patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Shelby, you're a part of this business endeavor. Coffee with J Train, Luxury Lounge. One more email. Do you have any favorites? Do you, do you have any opinions on these podcasts that people can get by going to the Patreon page? I like the Luxury Lounge myself, but... Thank you. That is a... getting better and better every week because people, Patreon members are giving their Luxury Lounges and they're letting me complain with them. It's it's like a duet. It's a it's a complainy duet, which I you, love. You there? It's like an alley-oop. Hey. Toss it up. Yeah, that's right. You slam it home. And I slam it home. That's right. 
So Shelby's here at Classic Shelby. Go follow him. His photography is amazing. He's just the podcast extraordinaire. I guess not Bezos, not the Steve Jobs, I'll, uh, the, I'll, the Warren Buffett of podcasting, the Buffett I, of podcasting. I'll meet you at Jobs. Okay, we'll go Jobs. Very excited about today's guest, an OKP on the show. We can all breathe a That's sigh right. of relief. It's a guest we've heard before. Yes, she's fantastic. The hilarious comedian, Casey Balsham. Thank you for coming back. Hello, thanks for having me. It is such a pleasure. All of you, if you don't know Casey, go follow her at CaseFaceB on Instagram. She's hilarious. And she's got a new podcast called Shady Shit, which Uh comes out every Friday. Casey, how have you been? How are you doing in these pandemic, weird times, new normal, unprecedented, all the words people use? I mean... I'm doing about as good as I can be doing, uh, sure. but I, I truly think that we're all going to lose our minds, not this year, but next year. So I'm just waiting for I'm just waiting for that to happen. Like, I think we're going to skate through 2021 and be like, oh, my God, we're almost normal. And then 2022, just full fuck show in the streets, just full I, blown. I There's a lot. I don't know. You know, that's right. They're going to be sounding alarms. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just, just going to be people's well, hearts do you out. Think- do you think it's going to be craziness? Because there's two types of crazy. This horn will go off and it's either people doing the purge mm-hmm. or it's people going out and fucking. Like I, when I hear like things are going to go crazy, like I hear this horn and I just think of like men and women running out of their houses naked. Like I got to touch someone, you know? <laughs> I think we're all going to turn into a, like a lesser version of Army Hammer. Like I think we're all going to just be like wanting yeah. to take like it's going to be a very thin line between violence and lust is what I'm saying. Ooh, I think people okay. are going to be fighting each other and then getting so turned on that then they will have sex. It's going to be fucking eating, wild. <laughs> eating each other's fingernails and then, you know, Ugh. and then and then sucking on them as they make out. Yeah, I can see just it. disgusting. We're just going to be so gross. We're just we're literally we're going to be open for everything. You're going to see ass eating and McDonald's like things are going to be happening. Well, you know what's interesting? And I got You're to his office to see- fully prepared to suck his dick. <laughs> yeah, that that's going to be all of us. All of us are going to be the guy from Every- uh, from Fire Festival who's yes. like, yeah, I'm just going to suck a dick now. Yeah, of course. I, I You get thirsty. I will say um, I'm starting to see it on Instagram. People are getting a little wild. Yes. There's a few people I follow who have crossed into the next level of yes. of insanity where it's like it's not even like sexual it's just like they're doing more than they did last year and, oh, and yeah. whatever if they were dancing on Instagram now they're dancing shirtless if they were posting poetry now there's you know multiple pages of poetry if they were po- you know it, it's gone I, everyone's like I'm, I, I mean, I could, I, I guess someone could say that about me. Like I'm posting, I went from like, you know, some Instagram stories about charcuterie to fully calling <laughs> myself the board lord, and creating merchandise, and you know, like, so yeah. I think we all have this a little. I know. I think you know, you you give a good example that if you tell people who you are, you get to just be that person. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. you if you're, so I think people are just trying to 
I don't know, redefine or, or, or like pinpoint who they are. And so they're just, yeah, they're going extra. I also think it's cause nobody, I think everybody is so fucking bored that the attention mm. that we're all requiring right now from the outside world is just, it's too much for any of us to handle. It's, it's, <laughs> there's a lot happening. <laughs> so I want you to explain your podcast. We're going to get to the emails, jtrainpodcast.gmail.com. Everyone should go call, follow Casey. She's hilarious at Case Face B. What is shady shit? What's the new pot? It's new, right? It's new. We just launched in um, at the end of October um, with Dear Media. It's really fun. It's kind of like a mix of true crime, but I also throw in some ghost stories. But I also just talk about it's just kind of anything that could be perceived as like just shady. Like we did, you know, I just did an episode the other day about Woodstock 99, just, just anything that's kind of gone awry. Um, you know, anything that's just, you could look at it and be like, that's not right. You know, just, just so, so it's really kind of, it's an open door to just talk about all kinds of funny things. Exactly. That's right. (laughs) This, this noise plays every five minutes. Yes. Yeah. 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 I just have it on, (laughs) have it on blast all the time. Um, but it's been fun. It's been fun. When, Whenever I hear Woodstock 99, it's either people were there or Mm -hmm. they talked about it on an MTV show about Woodstock 99. Like, I feel like Woodstock 99 was just didn't even happen. It was just one of the top 10 things in a VH1 show when I was watching all the VH1 shows. 100% like every article I read was literally just people from MTV being like we were there it was terrible we ran we got stuck in traffic (laughs) like that was like like everything was like it got crazy and then we all couldn't leave it was like it it was it's wild it was so bad it was such a failure there was no water there were like not enough toilets like it was bad what amount of research do you have to do are you reading like one article are you like deep diving how do you because with this podcast the structure is pretty simple we take emails we read them you know the structure is built in i i would find it how hard is it to be able to find new shady shit like do you feel stressed out yes it is and i also try to tailor it to who's coming on you know what i mean Mm. like i try to do something like there's some cases that i just want to cover and some things um that are interesting to me um and so a lot of the format is me telling the guests like kind of picking a case or something and like telling the guests but i'll also have people that know a lot about something like i had um somebody come on and talk about wicca and i had somebody come on and talk about like haitian so yeah man witches they're really not that bad i i've said this so much because I think I was just shocked at how actually kind of regular it is. And we're all like devils, witches and black hats. And they're like just a bunch of ladies who like dance around for like endangered species. It's like fucking, it's like kind of a beautiful, <laughs> like land worshiping uh, type practice. It's wild. Well, the more, you know, the less fearful you become. That's a big 100%. part of it where it's like, yeah. Oh, they don't have spells. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Like, like if that's right. And then the older women went through menopause and they had a black cat and they called themselves witches. Like that would be, and you'd be like, oh, why? This isn't even scary at all. I mean, it sounds exhausting to actually be that kind of witch, you know, to have to like <laughs> put on a full blown get up every time you're like, want to get back at somebody. Yeah. No. They're like, gather the gather the cats around it's like they're free oh, no. creatures they're not gonna come to you 
So listen, Casey, we're pumped to have you back at Case Face B, the podcast, Shady Shit, every Friday. Mm. Add it to your add it to your portfolio. Let's do some emails. You ready? Let's do it. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast. With a laugh. That's right. Don't stop. That's right. Shelby's here. So comforting to have you back, Shelby. I love it. It's very twenty it's very twenty nineteen. Yeah, that voice is like a, a like a comfort, like a cool comforter. Okay, can't stop thinking about my roommate's brother. Okay. Okay, six months ago, I ended a long-term relationship, moved cross-country for my dream job. I struggle with that double whammy of huge life changes. I have been dating casually, but have had a hard time finding anyone that I click with. I'm not really looking for anything serious, but unfortunately, I'm the type of person who needs some sort of emotional connection to get in the mood. And then she put little eyes emojis a few months ago a few months into my move my roommate's brother came to stay with us for a few days he lives two hours away the last night he was there we stayed up talking he had just gone through a breakup too i wasn't necessarily getting a flirty vibe on his end but we were getting into deep topics and i was super attracted to him he left me follow uh the he left me the following note before leaving this is romantic anytime Someone takes pen to paper. I'm like, ooh, right? Agreed. Agreed. I was just thinking that exact same thing. Here we go. Here's the note. Thanks for being a great host for my short bit here. And apologies if I came off a bit strong last night with my personal stuff. I feel for you where you're at with the breakup. Sending friendly love to you. Hope this new job is all you had hoped for. I know you'll kick ass. That is the sweetest, most innocent note I've ever. But I guess like it's his. I guess it's his a big ro- brother uh, note. It's a note yeah, that a big brother would write. You're absolutely right. Sending 100%. friendly love to you. What is that? Oh. Right. The studio audience here, the virtual audience here is, is touched. Yeah. You've never heard the term friendly love in any vows. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's not I something. have such a friendly love for you. And for that reason, I'd like to spend the rest of yeah. my life with you. Can't yeah, wait for us to grow our friendly love until we're old. <laughs> it's not it's not I, one of those. <laughs> I don't know if this is coming from abroad. Um, it's not. But it feels abroad ish for some reason to me. The, because he called it a short bit. I've yeah. never I've never left a friend's house after a weekend and been like, oh, this was a great bit. Um, talk to you later. <laughs> oh, it sounds no. very English flatty, doesn't it? It really does. And the idea that like an older brother, I don't know, a brother comes to stay and leaves. A- it all feels Hugh Grantish to me. One, It feels very bumbly. Yes, it feels very like yes. uh, going through a breakup. And like, she, you know, they were like having tea <laughs> and it was it feels very foreign. Absolutely. She writes, he's come to visit a few times since. And I always enjoy conversing with him. Yeah, this got to be from England. Conversing? What are these fucking... Is this Webster writing in? Okay. Yeah, say if you're from in England, England or they're at Harvard. <laughs> What's that, Shelby? Say, say if you're from England, please. Yeah, you got to say that. We we need to know if we've gone international. It and I always everything. enjoy convert. It, it really does. It changes exactly. Yes. It changes me reading this in an English accent and a hackneyed like I I would be way less restrained. I'd be like. 
he's come to visit a few times. You know, like I would yeah. go crazy, you know. I always <laughs> like, enjoy conversing with him and being around him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My roommate and I are close. She has no idea I'm very into her older brother. My question is, is it even worth pursuing since I'm not sure he's into me? What the fuck is friendly love? And also, is it worth it to pursue knowing it would, it could and probably would make things awkward between me and my amazing roommate and friend? Thank you. If it matters, I'm mid-20s and he's late 20s. Uh, any thoughts on this, Casey? I mean, I, absolutely. I think age does matter. I was going to see if she had left her age. Um, here's the thing. I... I just, it feels also like, was this the nineties? Like he didn't leave a phone number. Like he left the note, like, you know, I yeah. think if there was like, he's visiting and you guys are talking, that might be where it ends. Because I think if there was something that wanted to be pursued, like a phone number would have been left you know, or, or they would have at least talked and maybe there would have been some texting in between visits and stuff like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, like were they were they messaging like this message was written after he got a high score in Snake. Like if uh, like, truly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was playing yeah, he was playing Snake and then he's like maybe I'll just drop her on. Um but that's where Hey, you want to seems... want to talk next time we go on AIM? I can I can give you my AIM. Yeah, it's crazy. So what do you what, what should she do? I mean, I <laughs> God, all those sounds are so triggering. Like I'm just, I'm just brought back to like my parents' office that was like painted some weird shade of blue, and I was just trying to dial up and look for NSYNC every day. It was wild. I swear wild to God, I had, <laughs> I, I had the same flashback. It's like, it, it, it was like being in a movie where a sound could like make you. Like you ever watch the the show Lost? There's a uh, famous episode. I started episode. it, I didn't finish it. There's a famous episode of Lost where like uh, this guy. It, every time he like has a little bit of like here's a sound like that he goes back in time and he gets taken back it's called it, it's it's with this fuck i'm screwing it all up there's a whole name for it it's called the beacon or something like that yeah <laughs> like yes. hbo so yes, hbo okay. dial up it all takes me back so go on casey i'm sorry um i was just gonna say i just i think that I think where it ends is an older brother friendship. If there's never been a number dropped, I think that um, I think that it really is just like he was leaning on her at a certain point when he came to visit. I think it was just like a, a bubble in time where they like connected on issues that they were going through. But it, it doesn't sound like it's going to go any further than that to me. Otherwise, yeah. it might have already throughout the times that he's visited. If I'm him. The best way to play, like if I'm him and he's like, a, a lot of women, and this is going to sound horrifying, but they forget the the zone of, yeah, I'd fuck. Like, <laughs> yeah. so, so like this guy, I think he'd fuck you, but would he get into a relationship yeah. with you? I don't, so it's yeah. like. She wants to know. She's like, I don't even know if he, what the fuck is friendly love? Is, is it worth pursuing knowing it could be make things awkward? She goes, I'm not sure if he's into me. That is the hardest thing with a guy because if if he he's in the spectrum of I want to marry you and yeah, I'd fuck. There's like a whole spectrum in between that, which she is not even accounting for with the idea of her pursuit. So my thought on that is that if I were him, I'd be like, 
yeah, I'd fuck, but I'm not going to like do anything to like ruin my sister's rooming situation. So I'll may I'll wait here until she pursues me. So the problem with that is now she's in the zone of like, do I pursue? She already said, I'm the type of person who needs some sort of emotional connection to get in the mood. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have to. I don't think you should think the worst of this guy, but you have to think that he's regular and not extraordinary. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is a regular Joe is going to be like, yeah, um, sure, I'll hook up and I'll make the decision later on whether we should hang out or not. But you know what? I will hook up because there's a lot of outs in this situation. I live two hours away. You live with my sister. There's a lot of things I can blame this on after the fact that can get me out of this like a ripcord in case of emergency. So right. if I'm her, where it's like, so you have to like, you have to know yourself. If you're sitting here going, I just want to fuck this older, this older brother, that's mm-hmm. a different story than I think I'm falling for him because yeah. he in that situation – we have to think he's not extraordinary. An extraordinary person would go, before we do this, we must be together. And I can only be, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think you're 100% correct. And I think that it also goes into this sticky territory of then you're living in this house and you're constantly just tiptoeing around the idea that you just want to ask your sister questions about her brother. Like she's going to catch on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like then you're just there and you're kind of like, is he coming? And what, like, then you become this person where she's going to be so annoyed to be like, Oh my God, you just want to fuck my brother. Or like, just say it to me or like, let's just figure it out. Cause otherwise there, then that kind of becomes it. Cause we've all like, listen, I'm a girl. And you know that you kind of keep people close to you that have connections to your crushes, especially when you're younger. God, when I was in my twenties, I would, I was a circus entertainer trying to figure out who I could talk to that kind of knew where the guy I liked would be, or maybe what he, you know, like it was, <laughs> it was, I was a fucking magician at that time of trying to get information. Um, yeah. It's like the one thing I would tell my younger self to be like, you don't have to friend his ex-girlfriends. Do not like, you don't have to like be nice to his parents. Like just, just fucking don't do that stuff. So I think that for me, that's where it would then kind of be like a weird, you just don't want to be in that spot where then, then your roommate is constantly like, stop asking me about my brother. Like it's annoying. And the problem is we can't tell her to not like him because she likes who she likes. But I think we're both saying that entering into this and taking a shot at this, you might take a shot that lives in, Will you be with me or not? Will you hook up with me and and be committed to me every time you come here or not? And he's going to take that as, and he could take advantage of that as, ah, we just hooked up when I showed up and I leave to two hours away. And it's like, that's more destructive to you than it is to him. Because then also say the next time he comes to visit, you might have expectations of you guys hooking up again. And that might not be where he's at. So you also have to know, like you said, know yourself well enough to know if you can be okay with that. Yeah. And, and you're not missing out on anything. I think the, the, the thing is that she's probably thinking is like, Oh, I'll be missing out on this, this love. And it's like, no, 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 no. Let, let, let him think that you're not missing. All you're missing out on is a lot of problems. J Train yeah. Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, the more you know. That's right. <laughs> Here with Casey Balsham. At Case Face B on Instagram. Shady Shit. That's the new podcast every Friday. Go get involved. DTRing during big life changes. Defining the relationship Shit. during big life changes. 
Okay, how do you handle big life changes early in a relationship? I've been seeing a great guy for about three months, but we haven't defined the relationship yet. Up until this point, I haven't been worried about labeling because he has been giving me everything I need. He's thoughtful, consistent. We have good communication. We've also made it through two major holidays, two birthdays, both of us traveling, having to quarantine for travel. Through all these events, I kept hearing Jared's voice saying, beware birthdays, trips, and holidays. Good for you. Things have been great, but this week has uh, was his first week of starting an MBA program. He will be working full-time and taking three to four hours worth of classes most weeknights after work, plus assignments on top of that. I am totally supportive and recognize that school is going to be his number one priority right now, especially since we haven't been dating very long. However, this new com- his new commitment to school is obviously going to cut into our time together, and that is making me nervous. We're at the point where normally I w- it would make sense to have the where is this going conversation. I am somewhat anxious dater, so that's hard enough for me to initiate the conversation normally. With him, I am not nervous about how he feels about me. However, I can tell he is pretty overwhelmed with adjusting to being back in school. So I don't want to add to the stress he is already feeling by demanding more time when I can already tell he is stressed. Any tips for how I could be supportive of his new life change, but also communicate my own anxieties that I am hopeful that this relationship could get more serious. Thanks for all you do. Seriously, make a difference. So what, what do we think? I think she already answered her own question. I mean, she literally said, you know, she's like, I don't want to overwhelm him. I know that this new thing, it seems like she's very well aware of what the situation is. And it seems like she knows what to do. And I, and it's, I mean, yeah, the problem is kind of her wanting before, before they kind of see less of each other, wanting a title or wanting a definition, but it does sound like she also knows that it's not really the right time to kind of bring that up. It sounds like you know, we, there was a break and all this stuff and we got really, really close. And so, yeah, that sets up again, like a precedent. It's like, you know, the good morning text in the morning, you set up a precedent, you get used to the precedent. And then when that doesn't happen, you automatically assume something's wrong. And it doesn't mean that it just means that other shit's going on. But I think that she's right to say to kind of, I I mean, I, I think the more we, as women, because I've done it too, the more we attack and want it, the more we get on somebody when they have other shit going on in their lives, the, the less attractive we become, the more like we kind of, you know, fight this, like see that he's very overwhelmed and then make it about ourselves. That's when we, that's when they have one foot out the door. I, you know? I'm with you on this hundred percent as far. I think she needs to, I think it's like defining the relationship is I'm not a proponent of that. I'm a proponent because uh, yeah. a lot of times when people want the relationship to find, they're asking someone else to tell them to make a decision, what, make a decision. And it's like, yeah, well, why don't we see? She says she's very content right now, which is great. Let's yeah. let's own that feeling. Feel it. Own it. Love it. OK, you feel content right now. Let's give them a couple of weeks to see how work goes, to yeah. see how the MBA program goes. And over those few weeks, let him know the things that you want to happen. Specific things, not an, an, you know, an amorphous title. Just say, hey, I know this week is busy. You're going through a lot of stuff. Let me know when you have free time so we can get together. That yeah. is, and he either does that or he doesn't. Right. I'm going to, hey, I'm going to put, the ball and and you could say you can even write this. I'm gonna put the ball in your court. You know I want to hang out, but I know you're totally busy and it's a big schedule change. So you let me know when yeah. we can hang out. 
That's all you have yeah. to say. And now it's a thing. Now it's there's a hangout. That's what you want. You want him to make some sort. He might be busy. You might be get less time together, but his effort to see you might be even better than it was before. Yeah. Because I, you I have less right. time together. Yeah. Right? I think, like, I, I think when anybody's busy or anybody's going through something, especially like a life change, um, you as somebody that cares about that other person, all you can kind of, I, I think the best, not all you can do, but I think the best thing to kind of do is just be like, I'm here for you. And, um, like, like I'm here for you through, through this process and, and, and you can call on me and you, and I'm, and, and just know that I'm, that I'm here. There's a big difference between, Hey, I'm going to need more time from you, even though you're going through something and yeah. saying, Hey, I know things are crazy right now. I'm, I'm down to hang whatever's easiest for you. And that doesn't mean yeah. you have to be a doormat for the rest of the relationship. You're just getting no. him through these next few weeks till he figures yeah. out his calendar. And if at the end of those two weeks he makes no plan, all you have to say is, hey, I'm feeling a little bit left out right now. Yeah. These are my feelings. We went from and – I, and I told you, I know you're busy. I know you're all this stuff. But I told you to make a plan you didn't. So I'm, I'm guessing maybe you don't have yeah. – you know, that, that's when you let them know your feelings and how you were let down by the thing you did ask for. Instead right. of being like, yeah. I'm let down that, that, that this – definition of a relationship that I never even let you in on wasn't really, you know, didn't happen for me. And that's a bad thing to do to someone. No, I think, yeah, relationship, the basis of relationships is just, is just managing expectations. It's like yes. 100% just, just having expectations, letting them go, not taking things that are not about you personal. You know, I, I think you're so right. I think if it's like, Hey, I'm here for you. And when you have time, you know, you know, I'd love to see you. We've had such a great time these past couple months. And then yeah, if his, if your call to action isn't met within a certain time, but if it's like, you know, two days and those are, and, and it's school days, like don't, don't take the school personal. Like, you know, that he's busy, but yeah. yes, if he doesn't respond to the call to action within like, you know, or just like, kind of ghosts while he's studying that's a whole different thing as opposed to you, setting things up and, and and setting a timeline for things you have to make your ask so easy that you can yes. that you can doable. look at him and go yeah make it a doable ask hey two weeks ago i said let's make a plan i know you haven't been you know i know you got school but that's not yeah. you know you've chosen to make time for not me over the course right. of those two weeks and yeah I, I just need to know where you're at. Then you could start to go, where are you at? Well, yeah. I didn't know. Okay, actually, they're either going to negotiate you with or, or with you or not. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Feels CBD. I'm going to tell you right now what I'm dealing with personally. Personally, I'm dealing with a little more stress, a little more anxiety, a little more sleeplessness. I'm waking up in the middle of the night, and and I think it has to do with what's going on in the world. I think, and if it's happening for me, it's probably happening for some of you. And Feels came on as a sponsor before the pandemic happened. I kind of looked at it and, it, and I was like, okay, well, send me some. And then during the pandemic, it's been quite an asset for me. And, and I think, and it's become part of my daily routine. And if you're feeling a little anxious or you just can't fall asleep, you're, you're really not alone. We're all feeling that way, and that's why you should try Feels CBD. Feels is premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. So it has actually become a part of my routine. Every morning, I put a couple drops under my tongue, and I have my multivitamin, and I have my 
you know, uh, my water, and and it has taken the edge off that I didn't think was possible. And if you've never tried CBD before, I can demystify it for you. It will not get you high. It just makes you feel a little bit more relaxed, nothing more. There's no high hangover or addiction. Feels gets to work fast. Just put a few drops under your tongue and boom, you'll be feeling the difference within minutes. It's like a zen moment, I would say. It's like a, just like it evens you out. And it's if you've never tried CBD, here's why I like feels. And if you're a little nervous, it's a great place to start because I was one of those people, but they make the dosage very clear. And I, I would say you start with the lowest and you kind of work your way up. And they'll actually hold your hand. They have a hotline with real humans you can call anytime. That's, that is fantastic. I love that. You can call them up, say, hey, here are my questions, and someone can give you some answers. So once you add CBD to your life, you're going to want to make it a regular part. I have. I have made it a part of my morning routine. So sign up with Feels so you get it delivered every month. You'll save money on every order. Feels helps me feel my best, and it can help you too. And special for my listeners, if you become a member today by going to feels.com slash JTrain, let me say that again, feels.com slash JTrain, you'll get 50, 50, 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash J-Train to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. One more time, feels.com slash J-Train and feel better. J-Train podcast at gmail.com, J-Train podcast at gmail.com. Here with Casey Balsham, Shady Shit, that's the podcast. Go subscribe. Yes. Right now at Case Face B. It's all over my Instagram. Go, go, go. Follow, follow, follow. Hilarious. Engage with Break. the guest on social media. That's right. Do a lot of that stuff. These are killing me. Break, break up during COVID. Hi, oh, Jared. Boy. Thank Love your podcast. I've turned a few friends onto the pod, too. I'm 31. My boyfriend is 29. We've been dating since December 2018. He moved into my home March 1st, 2020. We've had a great we had a great start to COVID, working from home, ordering takeout, practicing yoga. We're getting along great until July 2020. He has since gone back into work while I work from home. July is when I realized how much he was micromanaging me in our daily lives. From how I should drive, which roads to take, how, should, how I should cook tacos, should take care of my dogs. I'm nice. a grown-ass woman who knows how to freaking drive, cook, and take care of my dogs I had before I met him. We talked about how being micromanaged is a deal breaker for me. He gets better and then starts it all over again. I can feel myself drifting away from him. I feel bad because he is, quote unquote, just moved in last March. Do I break up with him during COVID or do I wait until June when hopefully we can t- get the vaccine and then either break up with him or see how things go? Add an info. I don't want kids. And- <laughs> That's right. We got a tough one here. Add an info. I don't want kids and not in a rush to get married. Okay. Well, no. All right. I, I hate. Those are two things that she's like, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. It's like, yeah, we know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we get it. You, you wrote a great email and I understand like, I don't know. I don't understand how don't want kids and not a rush to get married. It adds to this at all. But yeah, Casey, that, what do you think? I think that here. <laughs> I think that she is needs to make a decision over whose needs are more important, hers or his. It yeah. sounds as though she's stuck between not wanting to be a bad person and feeling guilt about a breakup, but also like 
neglecting what her gut feeling is telling her. And I think, you know, and even at 31, I mean, I feel, you know, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm older than 31 right now, but I mean, I still, I feel like it's such a hard as women, we so often ignore what we know is right and what we know and, and, and what we know to be true. And, and we see all the examples and we still kind of make these excuses in our own head and we, and we justify everything. We can talk ourselves in and out of everything, but this seems very much like, you are trying to save his feelings by shortcutting your own. And, and I, I, and I, I do think it does take us a while to put somebody to put ourselves first. And I think that that is what her internal struggle is, is that she feels like she can't put herself first and you can't, you can yeah. break up with him. COVID or not, COVID's not stopping. Like, do you want to be with him until 2022? It doesn't sound like it. So just kind of cut the cord, man. Uh, sometimes it feels like, people look at relationships as if every point in time is equal. So right. it's like, she's like, it was good in March and now July he's micromanaging it. Like to me, the most recent experiences are the most important because that's the relationship. That's the relationship. The relationship is as it is today, not yeah. as it was in March. So yeah, you you were great in March, and that's why you've gotten to today. But now today is different. It's a new day. You guys are not the match. And and you're growing together. This is he is gonna be more like he is today than he was than he's gonna be like he was in March. Yeah, he's not growing out of it. He's growing into it. That's that's the point. He's growing yeah. into and you know, maybe let's say you get married ten years from now. It's not going to be 10 years from now and he's going to be like, wow, and, and we're doing yoga again. No, no, no. You might, have, <laughs> like, you might have a day of doing yoga where you're like, let's go back to doing yoga like we did. But then just like what happened here, she says he gets better and then it starts all over again. Yeah, yeah. because he's reverting back to the mean. Yeah. He was acting extraordinarily when it was earlier and now he's acting ordinarily. And it's yeah. like... You and it's that is the toughest thing because it's like being at the casino and being like, I'm only down 50 bucks. I'll make my 50 back and then I'll leave. And it's like, no, 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 no. You're down $50. Yeah. You could be down $150. It's if you also don't leave saying now. I won a thousand dollars two years ago, so I should keep yeah. playing. It's like, no. not the, you're just not the same dealer. It's not the yeah. same. <laughs> That's right. You keep playing at that slot machine. You're like, I'll just, you know, I, 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 I won ten ten thousand dollars. You're down fifty thousand. You're down yes. forty thousand. Add it up. <laughs> so, J Train, <laughs> I think we both agree. You gotta end this. Yeah. Um, and don't wait till June. That's crazy talk. J J Train Podcast at gmail .com. J Train Podcast at gmail .com. Ooh, this sounds, this sounds juicy. You ready? Yes. Help, I can't sleep. I'm haunted by my past. I love that title. <laughs> I feel like I read okay. that book on a trip somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I think Matt Christopher wrote it. Um, <laughs> I'm 28. Okay, so thanks. I'm currently in one of the happiest and healthiest relationships I've ever had. I'm 28. He's 30. We've been together for a little over two years. We've been talking about a lot about engagement stuff coming soon. I know you've mentioned that guys are the only are the ones who who mostly experience the one that got away syndrome, but I think I may be feeling that right now. Except he was the one that got away from me. We dated for a year and a half back when I was 21 and did the whole fuck buddies thing on and off for two years, uh, on and off 
for two years after. So they dated when they were 21, then fuck buddies for two, uh, two years. We always had amazing chemistry, the same wacky humor, and I learned a lot and grew from the relationship. Actually, he was the one that introduced me to the You Up podcast. Ultimately... Though we fought a lot about dumb stuff and eventually the bickering just got too much. Plus, I have to be honest, I was a little bit of a mess, hot mess then, so I don't fault him for walking away. We would always hook up between relationships. He stayed very active on my Instagram, watching all my stories and sending me funny stuff here and there, even though uh, even when he was seeing other people. I eventually had to cut the cord fully when one morning after one of our rendezvous, I kept asking why we couldn't just work things out and get back together already, as we had both matured a lot since we last dated, to which he responded, I don't know what it is, but I can never see myself marrying you. Ouch. Mm. As hard as it was to hear, it was the push I needed to pick my panties up from the floor, gather up what was left of my dignity, and take the L. We stopped talking for... I mean, I wouldn't call that an L. Like, yeah. I'd be like, I'd be like, okay, if anything, that's a win because you've shed someone who won't get there with you, who can't yeah. see the future with you. Yeah. yeah. I, he hit I, one I, at the buzzer. Yeah. Are, is the email done? No, no, no. But what were we going to say? I was just going to say, I just don't know how to break it to you that your fuck buddy is not your soulmate, you know? I know. And and those times are the easiest times because there's no there's there's no reality to when you guys hung out. Like, no, you never discussed a bill or moving or no or, or had all a moment. Fun. It was all fun and games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love going to the amusement park, but I don't want to live on the fucking roller coaster. <laughs> I don't want to marry it. <laughs> yeah. We stopped talking for a while by my request, and I eventually ended up moving across the country and started a new career that I love. He Good tried deal. to keep in touch after the move, sending romantic and sexy texts as well as memes every now and again. But I told myself I can't give attention to someone that only wants, wants me as a seasonal worker. I love that term. So I would just like the memes and only respond politely to his messages, keeping things as neutral as possible. Soon after, I ended up meeting my current boyfriend, and three months in, I told my ex to kindly go fuck himself as I wanted to see where this new relationship was going, and I couldn't do it uh, with his penis winking at me in the rearview mirror. This person's a great writer. I'm Uh, thoroughly (laughs) invested in this story. (laughs) Yeah. He backed off for a while, but then came back around uh, again six months later. This time I stopped responding to his messages entirely, unfollowed and blocked him from viewing my stories. He kept going for a while, but eventually stopped when he realized he wasn't going to lure me in again. However, another year later, in the height of the early pandemic lockdowns, when all the exes reemerged, he reached out to me on Instagram. I didn't open it for a while and told my boyfriend about it. He said, go ahead and open it. Just let me know if this, is, if this guy is someone from your past that I should be worried about. Turned out it was just some cheesy old joke from a show we used to watch together, plus a message saying, happy Rona, how are you? I never responded. Over the last couple of months, he has been on my mind a lot, even making sexy appearances in dreams weekly. Mm-hmm. I'm worried I should have tried again with him, but at the same time, it seems completely irrational because A, he never really tried to get back together, and B, I have a man I love who loves my loves me back right here. Also, you know, uh, you know, because of that other thing my ex said to me, basically, we aren't the match. Why can't I forget this guy? Do I have a fear of commitment, or are these weird fantasies of what could have been normal? Jared, please help. I'm tired of waking up next to my boyfriend and having to lie about what I why I look so flustered in the morning. P.S. He has a girlfriend right now that based uh, from my cyber stalking has been with since April 2019. So I don't know why he's been reaching out in 2020, let alone 2019. So what do we think? <sighs> There's so many things. First off, I've had like two of these 
types of people in my life. And it's really okay. hard to, it's really hard to distance because, because yeah, because at the time when you guys are together, it's the most fun because there's no, there's no, like you said, there's no real things that you're talking about. You're not doing anything. Yeah. Maybe sometimes when you're lying in, in bed, you, you, you throw a couple tidbits about your parents and you kind of create like a, you know, a false sense of closeness or whatever. But at the end of the day, like you don't want the guy that's in a relationship and messaging you like that's not a good guy. You know, like mm -hmm. I have to always be pointed out that even if somebody is kind of trying to attack, like constantly giving you this attention, like while they're in another relationship, it's like that's not the one that's yeah, not the one. Don't write the smartest, most well-written email that I've ever gotten on this show and then end it with. <laughs> He has a girlfriend right, right now that based on my cyber stalking has been with since April 2019. So I don't know why he's even reaching out. You know why he's reaching out. You, you know. Yeah. Stop well, it. Yeah, because it's like you've because you've also fulfilled something for him. Like you've always been there for him. He could always call you in between. Like you said, the in-between relationships person, I think, is the most dangerous relationship to be in because they're always going to call on you for all these things. So you're going to it's going to be a pattern and you're going to think it means more than it does when it really just means that you've said yes every time each other you are you are a crutch for him and 100%. the crutch changes every single time there's a every single time he reaches out you're a different type of crutch maybe between the relationship it's just someone to love him when he's in a relationship yeah. someone to excite him you're across the country so also there's really no it's safe it's so safe. You're so safe to reach out to your safe adventure and mm -hmm. so that's the why he's doing it and I also think it's totally normal for you to think about him and what could have been because those experiences together were all fun and games. It is exactly what Casey's saying. It is, it's all fun. It's never like, hey, get out. I need to get out for a walk today. Like you never had to say that to him because you could always go home. This new boyfriend, yeah. like, you know, it, and during coronavirus, that stuff is highlighted because it's like, yeah, I'm around this person all the time. Is this the same? Am I just giving into the sameness or is there an adventure that I'm missing out on? It's like, no, that adventure you're missing out on is a ride that ends after two minutes. And it's just not fun. It's, it's not going to be it, fulfilling. No, having a serious relationship with the fuck buddy never goes the way that you want it to go. It's never as fun and as exciting as it is when you meet up after you've been with your girls. Um, like if you have a guy right now that's secure enough to be like, open the message from your ex-boyfriend and just let me know if I should be worried. Like shout out yeah. to that guy for being secure. And I'm, like that guy's the one, like or that guy's gonna, this is your relationship person. Like the fuck, but like the excitement, I mean, it's as crazy as it sounds to say, like real relationships, <laughs> they're not full of excitement. They're just full of comfort. And and yeah. and that's kind of at the end of the day, well, what you need. Let's Let's walk this out even a little farther. Let's say sure. you act on this impulse. Okay, let's right. let's go over the most likely scenario. You say to your boyfriend, I'm attracted to this other guy from my past. I got to go see what this is. You leave a guy that's pretty good, a guy that you love, a guy that you've had a great time with. And then you mm -hmm. fly across the country and you go meet up with this guy. What's the next step? Do you think you're going to yeah. end up together? You're going to fuck. You're going to have those fun 30 minutes and then he's going to disappoint yes. you and he's going to yeah. go away. That's the most likely scenario. And he's going to say, and, and it's going to be, and he's going to make it all your fault because you came out there and he's got a girlfriend who he's really into. And yeah. even though this happened, it was one mistake and he can never make it again. And, and, and then you're left alone on lonesome Island. And so there's no win. If, if, if you're looking at this guy, 
as a reason that your relationship isn't enough, that's a different story. If you're saying, hey, this great guy is a great guy, but maybe not the match, and it makes, and I'm just thinking of other people because I'm a little bored in this relationship, well, then you end this relationship and you go find a new boyfriend. But the, it, this, it, this guy can be a signal, but he can't be the solution. That's right. 100%. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Brooke Linen. Hey, people, there's nothing more important than a good night's sleep. And Brooke Linen is going to get you there. That's the reality. If you have old sheets, if you have sheets that aren't really high quality, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice. You get in that bed every single night. You're not wearing, you know, you're not wearing the same clothes you were 10 years ago. Are you, are you using the same sheets as 10 years ago? Some of you are. Some of you respond, some of you were like 10 years. Well, and some of you were like, uh, and you're counting on your fingers right now. And I'll tell you about Brooklinen. Brooklinen started doing podcast advertisements. And, you know, some podcast ads, people just know if they listen to podcasts. Brooklinen has entered the mainstream. My mom is asking for more Brooklinen sheets. I sent her some of the Brooklinen sheets, and she's like, these are the best. We got to get them. My aunt, we were together the other day. My aunt goes, oh, I, she overheard us talking about Brooklyn. She goes, those are the best. You know, Now that it's, when, when, when a product hits mom world, you know it's good. You know it's quality. And Brooklyn was started by Rich and Vicky, who also tried to find beautiful home essentials that didn't cost an arm and a leg. And when they couldn't, they found Brooklyn as the first direct-to-consumer bedding company. They work directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without the luxury-level markups. Brooklinen has a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials to fit your needs and taste. My mom loves the window pane pattern. She, we just went on the computer and looked at it. She thinks it's classy and nice and beautiful. They over they have over 50,000 five-star reviews and counting and is so confident in their product they all uh, the product that all they 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 even offer a 365 day money back guarantee. Wow. So they're going they 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 know they got good the goods. And Brooklyn is so much more than sheets. They've got comforters, pillows, towels and even loungewear and more. High 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 quality people. It's entered mom world. That's how you know it's good. Moms are talking about it. You can buy sheets, bedding, pillows all at once and save even more. So, I love my Brooklyn and sheets. It's entered the mom world, so you know it's good. It's gotten that Thumbs up from, you know, when when other moms are poking their heads up going, oh, that's good. You know, it's good. It's 2021. Do something nice for yourself this year to help. Brooklinen has a special offer. Go to brooklinen.com. Use promo code JTRAIN25. Let me say that again. Brooklinen.com. Use promo code JTRAIN25 to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more, plus free shipping. That's brooklinen.com. B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Enter promo code JTRAIN25 to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more. And free shipping. One more time. Brooklinen.com. Use code JTRAIN25 at checkout. JTRAINPODCAST at gmail.com. JTRAINPODCAST at gmail.com. Here with Casey Balsham at Case Phase B on Instagram. Go follow, go follow, go follow. 
Let's do one more email. Is that okay? Yep. I forwarded you an email. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. We got attachments. Let's do it. It's called Life Changes or... Okay. I met this guy in Bumble about two months ago. He's 29 and I'm 26. And after we went on our first date, we hooked up and continued to see each other two to three times a week for a month, mostly hooking up since he works nights and I work days and don't have the same days off. Then I get the following message. Okay. So this is after... This is after they went on our first date, hooked up, and continued to see each other two to three weeks. Here's the message. Okay, ready? Yep. I'll be him, you be her. Is that cool? Okay, yep. I have to be honest with you about something. I probably should have told you earlier, and I'm not sure why I didn't, and I apologize. I had have quite a drinking problem myself. Everything about my dad is true, but another reason I do what I do is because of me. I've been to rehab myself. I still struggle with it every day, but I've been sober since May 5th. I have to consume myself with recovery or I'll go back to ruining my life, and I think I've gotten away from that a little. I honestly don't know what you and I are real are. I honestly don't know what you and I are really, but I do think you are great. I just don't know if I'm able to go full on relationship yet. One fuck up and I'm back to a really dark place in my life. I'm sorry I wasn't up front in the beginning about my situation. You didn't deserve that. Um, just know I care about you and think you are amazing. I just am at a, uh, I am just a lost person right now. All I know is my continued recovery is really important to me. I'm glad you let me know. Does this mean you want to stop talking and seeing each other? I guess it means I'm not trying to dive it into a relationship. Okay, I understand that, but I'm confused on what you're wanting. Are you just wanting something casual or are you just looking for a friend? We haven't talked about anything at this point, so you don't owe me anything and vice versa, but I want to know what a best for you and what you're wanting to do at the moment. What's best for you and what you're wanting to do at this moment? I know. We haven't talked about anything. All I know is I don't want anything committal. That the casual part is fun and all, but I want to be fair with you, fair to you. I definitely want to be friends no matter what. If you want to keep a casual thing going, I will. We have fun, but I also don't want you to think I'm dragging you along. Okay. We've continued. So, so I'll go with the email, then we'll get into it. We've continued to see each other casually, which I took to mean he just wants to hook up. But then when I say I'm going on dates with other guys, he kind of freaked out. And the next couple of times I saw him, he wouldn't stop asking me about how my dates went. I told him that that's weird and I wouldn't ever be telling him about my dates. I tell him he doesn't have to stay over and cuddle and chat and he can leave after. And I think I offended him because the next night he makes a point of telling me he likes the after part too. I bet I backed off on the everyday texting, but we still normally text every other day. Most of the time he initiates it. What does he want? I'm confused and I know words don't mean anything, but he, when he wants to sit and cuddle and is very touchy in public, it confuses me further. Does he just not want to commit because of all his life changes? If so, why can't we just do the at friends with benefits without him wanting all the other stuff? He just moved here over the summer and started a new career working at a rehab place after attending rehab himself. Is it life changes or does he just not want to be the bad guy? Thanks for everything. What do we think? I mean, I think we're in another, uh, I think it's another crutch situation. I think that we have a guy that's going through some, some deep and heavy stuff. I mean, recovery is nothing, you know, recovery, recovery is a hard process. Um, but I do, I think that 
I don't think he's lying. And when he says that he likes you, it sounds like you guys do get along and it sounds like you are having a good time, but it does sound very much like what's happening is yeah, you're confused and he's getting whatever he wants and he's doing exactly what he wants and he's fulfilling all of his needs and you're not getting your needs fulfilled because you don't know what the fuck is happening. So the, you're just becoming the, the person that is there for him. I think you're totally right about the needs part where it's like, yeah. he's getting everything he wants. All and he you're wants. Getting, and you're getting confusion. And yeah. that is unfulfilling. And let me start by saying what's the toughest part about this is he has a very real problem that everyone just like her would tiptoe around because yeah. you don't know how to handle it. You're not a professional. He he has gone for professional help, but he's being an asshole. He is taking, he decided to, as her email states, met this guy in Bubble about two months ago. He's 29 and I'm 26. After we went on our first date, we hooked up and continued to see each other for two to three weeks uh, from, for a month, mostly hooking up since he works nights. And I work days and I have this, uh, don't have the same days off. Then you get the message that he's dealt with a severe alcohol problem. It's like, mm -hmm. no, no, no. That's fucked up. He got what he wanted. He got the casual relationship he was looking for. And he doesn't, he doesn't see himself ever getting fully committed with you. But he also doesn't want to lose you because he's attracted to you and he has fun hooking up with you. Yeah, and so then he puts this huge the, burden of his problem on you so that you care about him now so that you're not yeah. going to, like, say no when he calls you because now you're worried about him. And then, yeah, it's just, it's, it, you're right. He's, and he's, he's not the dick. It's, and he's not the dick because it's beyond his control because oh, yeah. this ever-present alcoholism, which is a sickness that everyone, you know, that he's going through. I don't doubt that for a second, but I do doubt that her best interest in mind, his best interest is at mind yeah. while using alcoholism as a shield from ever looking like the bad guy because he is being the bad guy. He yeah. is saying to her, yeah, listen, I'll fuck you and we can have everything and you can go on dates, but I'm going to question you about all those dates and I get to cuddle you and I get to feel like, you know, someone loves me out there. But also don't ask for me to break up with you or come on a family trip or to do anything on your schedule. I, he, you, he gets you at his convenience and you don't get him at your convenience because he's dealing with alcoholism. That's not fair. Yeah, no, it's absolutely not fair. It's not, it's not, I want to stay friends with you and then force you to cuddle. Like you tried to keep it is you tried to give him exactly what he wanted. He's like, uh, you know, this casual thing. I can't be in a relationship. So you're like, fine, I'm doing shit. Let's Fox see you later. And then he's still, even though his words are saying, I can't do a relationship. His actions are making you, his actions are still relationshipy, which is just so not fair. Don't and say listen, you don't want to be with me and then make me fucking sure. cuddle with you. Get out of I, here. And, and listen, I am a big proponent of two people having the different definition for casual. His definition of casual could be whenever we can get together, we get together and we act like boyfriend and girlfriend. I can understand that. But when you get that via using, I have an alcohol issue, so this is why I'm doing it. No, you're doing this because you don't ever see yourself making extra time and make for this other person or making this person your responsibility. Yeah. So he's absolving himself of all assholery to be able to get exactly what he wants. And it's like, so, and, and listen, she could look at him and go, Hey, my version of casual is actually different. I don't, if we're going to do casual, it has to be without cuddling and without you questioning my, uh, you know, where I'm doing other places. Day. 
and not texting every day because that gets me more emotionally involved with you, which is yes. what I'm not looking for because that's what you said you're not looking for. And if she said that to him and he went, well, that doesn't work for me, then you don't work as casual. Then you don't work yeah. as casual. And and the reason, I mean, it feels a little bit like she's not having this conversation with him in that way because there's this whole like other layer of, of a real problem, which, listen, if you have a real problem, go take care of that. Then come back to me when you can have an adult relationship. That's, I mean, so she either, I, I, right? Like I, it's one of two things. You let him know what your boundaries are with casual and they're non, let him know what the non-negotiable parts of that. Or you say to him, Hey, this isn't working for me because I, I I need you to get help and get better or better enough to be able to have an adult relationship with me. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think it's like, let's define define what these things because what you're doing is different than what you're saying. Uh, and also like, yeah, I just, just look out for yourself. You're not, I, I think as women too, we all want to be, we all think that we're going to be the one to change somebody and change. And that's not, we're not magic. You know, we can't, we're not, we don't have the power to make them think differently. It's, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think there's probably, yeah. she's staying in there because there's somewhere in the back of their head that's like, no, this could work. And now she's invested. But you also, like the, like you said, it's a, it's a real problem that we're not well, actually capable of of being the therapist for. So you don't, don't put yourself real, in that I situation. Mean, I, I would assume she's like, well, once he gets through with, you know, gets better with alcohol, he'll be able to give this more mind. And it's like, no, 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 no. He's using that as an problem. excuse. Yeah, yeah. It, no, the lifelong problem is you're not the yeah. match for him. And he's right. saying that with, oh, but it's because of my... And it's like, again, I'm try, I'm speaking more forcefully than maybe most people would because it's, it's a hard subject to get around. Everyone's dealt with some form of alcoholism with someone yeah. in their life. And it's a serious subject that he is using to his advantage. And it's just yeah. not right. Yeah, J-train. and you're not going to fix them. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Casey Balsham, this was fantastic. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks for having me. I hope everybody that wrote in lives a happy life. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone go follow Casey on Instagram, at CaseFaceB. The podcast, Shady Shit. Go get subscribed right now. It is a great show. Casey's so funny. Go, go, go every Friday. I'm Jared Freed. Shelby, thank you for being here on the ones and twos. This is fantastic. Good to be back. Everyone go follow Casey or go follow Shelby at Classic Shelb on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Mondays and Thursdays. We'll be back next episode. Boom.